Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. This is Civic Cypher. Yes, it is. Um, another great show in store for you this week. Be sure to stick around. We have a lot to talk about, as per usual. Um, but this week, we're going to do a bit of a hodgepodge. We had a lot of issues and topics come our way this week, and so we got a lot to cover. Um, you know, we always complain about there not being enough show to cover everything that comes our way. So we're going to try to address that a bit. Um, we're still not going to get to everything, but obviously there's a lot of stuff that's sort of piled up that we haven't been able to get to. So we're going to spend uh, the first part of the show talking about in the, the way that we in continue to endorse and support systems that fail us, uh, particularly systems rooted in white supremacy and racism that historically have harmed black and brown people. Um, and we're going to, you know, go through some examples that have been in new, the news lately and just kind of, you know, we've been wrestling with that question a bit around here, but I guess we're going to have a more general conversation with you, our listeners, and obviously amongst ourselves here in the studio. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, some real accountability with respect to um, policing and the way that the government looks at policing and the government continues to support the institution um, despite how the numbers paint the picture, the, the reality for uh, black and brown people in this country. So another thing that we have to deal with, and then obviously our producer Maggie B. Nowen, in her infinite wisdom and her B. Nowen, uh thought that we should uh, take a look at the origins of modern day policing by taking our way black history fact to the slave patrols. So again, a lot to stick around for uh, for today's show. But first and foremost, we are going to discuss Q's favorite segment, Ebony Excellence. Shall we? We shall. Um, today's Ebony Excellence is brought to you by Hip Hop Weekly Media. This article comes via Afrotech. And we are going to shout out Ashanti. She is our Ebony Excellence example for today. Um, the article reads, Ashanti aims to promote ownership as the first black female artist to be co-founder of a Web3 company. Now, if you're like me and you didn't know or don't know much about Web3, get to know about it. It is the future. Um, but I'll read. Uh, 20 years since the world has, was introduced to the songstress dubbed the princess of hip-hop and R&B, Ashanti is shaking things up in the metaverse and proving that there is an ever-evolving relationship between music and tech. Thanks to a partnership with the EQ Exchange, Ashanti is now the first black female artist to be a co-founder of a Web3 company. Quote, technology has been a blessing, end quote. She told Afrotech during the 2022 Essence Festival of Culture. Quote, everything has pros and cons, but I think using it as a tool to empower and uplift to learn and research are all beautiful things i want to continue to do things like this and having these conversations to continue to spread the narrative continue to use the platform and become the vessel and say hey guys it's so important to own your intellectual property you know like we come up and we set the trends with these dances for TikTok and for instagram and for these tutorials i feel like creating awareness and understanding that ownership is so powerful is essential and you know uh for those who don't know i, I recently did a uh, talk with um a man named rashad tobacco who is a 
great thinker in this space, Web3, Black Folks in Tech. It's on the Black Information Network daily podcast um, on the iHeartMedia app. I implore you to check that out if you want to learn a bit more about Web3. Um, but again, that is the future. And we want to shout out Ashanti for being a pioneer in that arena. Now, moving on. <laughs> we had a lot of uh, a lot of articles pop up in our group chat this week. Um, as you may know, uh, or if you're new to the show, you may not know, we have a group chat, things that come up on social media or in our news feed or whatever that uh, we feel will be pertinent to um, this show and to our listeners. Um, you know, we discuss them and debate them in our group chat before we sit down and we hash out a show. And then, of course, our producer kind of whittles our conversations down to the essence and then we we speak to those things. But this week, there were so many different things that fell under the same umbrella that we felt like we might be able to kind of give you, the listener, a glimpse into what our life is like in debating what it is we need to talk about and what really deserves some attention this week. So um, these are some of the headlines that hit us hardest this week. We'll go through them one by one. But, um, you know, just to give you a peek behind the curtain and then also ask the question, as we mentioned at the top of the show, why do we continue to endorse and support systems that are failing us, systems that are rooted in white supremacy and racism and that actively are harming black and brown people? So we'll start with the least of the transgressions, I suppose. Um, Q, you saw the uh, the news, uh, or sorry, the weather report um, there where there was a forecast and they used the uh, racial slur in there right you saw that one <laughs> i think you might have posted it right the racial slur yeah yeah, yeah. So, i saw that one so um i'll read a bit about it so this one comes by the new york post uh it says a racial slur seen in tv weather forecast uh quote we apologize to our viewers end quote um it was a cloudy day with a chance of outrage, a graphic during the Weather Channel Cable Network's Local on the Eights presentation in Des Moines last evening included a racial slur. The post read, we removed this graphic as soon as we learned of it. This did not originate with us, and we are in the process of investigating it further. We apologize to our viewers. End quote. So the racial slur is the one that you're thinking. Yeah, that one. And um, it said something like, you know, get ready for rain, you know, in words, something like that. Um, Here's or, your or weather. Inclement weather. Yeah, something like in that. In words. That was it. Very good. So, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are like, yo, it's just a word. What's it matter? Oh, I'm sorry. This is your weather. My N words. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Now we, we got it. Okay. So there are a lot of people out there who might look at this and be like, okay, what does it matter? It's just a word. It's the weather channel in Des Moines, you know, on and on. Right. But I think there's, it's, it's hard to, to know what the ripple effect of these things are. If the initial impact doesn't move you in a, in a significant way. And for black people, obviously that word moves us in a significant way. Um, in my estimation, 
this is the sort of thing that is among the height of disrespect. Um, where someone can jokingly uh, use the ugliest word in the English language that only refers to one group of people and those people have melanin in their skin to uh, relegate these people to second-class citizenship, to relegate these people to the margins of society, to it, it insult, right? But the thing is, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that if you insult a person, okay, the person has to deal with it, right? But if you insult a race of people, it feels a lot heavier. It's hard to shed that because at no point can you convince this person that you are not that word, right? It's just, it just goes with you because you're black and everyone else black and that's it. And for people not to get a sense of the gravity of it, to play with it, like in the case of Des Moines uh, or this uh, weather channel in Des Moines, um, and for it to just be broadcast, it's very hurtful. But I think more, more than that, it just suggests that that disrespect still resides at key places in society, the uh, the fact that there are people who feel like this is either a joke or in, are being deliberate in the way they choose to insult one group of people. Um, and in my estimation, position themselves above that group of people. You know, that is the text, that's textbook white supremacy right there. Um, because again, this word had the ER, it had the hard R on it, you know, uh, it's just one of those things where when you look at it, you're like, oh, shoot, man, we, it just reminds you of the uphill battle that we're dealing with. And it reminds you that that type of thinking, that type of disrespect is prevalent, um, in spaces where you wouldn't even conceive of it. You know, we talk about the police a lot on the show. We never talk about the weather channel. And yet, and still, guess what? We're talking about the Weather Channel and the fact that this type of disrespect exists in places like that. Any thoughts? I mean, I wouldn't even call it an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. It's like we're climbing the face of a mountain. A sheer cliff, right? <laughs> Walking uphill is different, right? I mean, it's, you know, there's a incline that you have to deal with. You got to fight gravity a little bit, but, you know, anybody able-bodied can make it to the top of an, a hill. Mm -hmm. This is different. Yeah. And we got no net, no equipment. And if we get too close to the top of that thing, somebody will be sure to try to push us back down. Right. Um, you know, even the idea that somebody may take it as a joke, that's even more, that's, that's worse than the person who said it to be mean, the person that thinks that it's funny. Mm. Um, I mean, I'd have to think about how difficult it is to get a graphic on the Weather Channel, something seemingly benign, but... We work in broadcast media. Yeah, it's not like anybody. We couldn't could put something on iHeart's website ourselves no. today just because we felt like it. There's like, so many checks and balances. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it didn't, when they say it didn't come from us or it didn't originate with us, so what? It still made it to television, right? So either the person who pushed a button to, to post it thought it was funny or, like you said, really wanted to 
to get that message out there mm-hmm. or they're always so uh, incompetent. I can't believe it's the latter. I can't. Yeah. Because incompetent channel, people don't make it that yeah, far. The weather channel is not this new upstart. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> all right. Well, moving on. Um, another headline that made its way to us this week was, uh, this one comes via Black Enterprise. Whole North Carolina Police Department quits due to, quote, progressively responsible, end quote, town manager. I'll read. In protest of newly appointed progressively responsible town manager in North Carolina, uh, an entire police force has turned in their two weeks notice because of their alleged hostile work environment. Jones has nothing but a praised career during her years of public service. Jones has dedicated her career to public service over the past 16 years, during which she worked in progressively responsible positions with local governments in Minnesota uh, Virginia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Uh, this came um, by a press release from the town of Kenley. Now, the Jones that we're speaking of is a black woman. I think it's important to note that. Um, grab her first name for me. I want to make sure that I mention that. Now, I know that you know we're reading text. I just want to make sure that we're giving credit where it's due. But in essence, what happened is... A black woman was hired to manage a town and the entire police department quit. That's what happened. So, you know, we're, we're, uh, this is rather more, um, uh, insight into the reality of our current climate. Okay. Justine Jones is the, uh, the, the woman's name. So we're rather, um, we're, we're taking a, a, a more, a deeper look rather into what we're dealing with here. This is, this is this week, but this is all the time. These are just kind of smaller articles that we just don't really need. We don't really get to, and we can't when we're dealing with death and, you know, uh, those sorts of things. But imagine the town, the culture of the town. Um, Imagine the, the way the way it feels to be a black woman you know we we spent a lot of time on this show celebrating um uh justice brown jackson's appointment to the supreme court uh do you remember when uh joe biden won the presidency q we were we 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 did a whole we dedicated a whole segment to kamala harris mm-hmm. um being the first black woman uh, vice president and uh you know we are big fans of black girl magic around here um, and if we weren't, Maggie B. Known would certainly make sure that we were because she is the super fan of Black Girl Magic. I mean, if we weren't, we wouldn't have the relationship that we have with Maggie. Exactly. So let's, let's start there. She, I don't think that she would even right. allow herself in the company with people who weren't at the bare minimum super fans. Well said. Of well said. What we coined as Black Girl Magic. I wanted to say something before we moved on because there's a term there used over and over that's kind of ambiguous, mm-hmm. progressively responsible. <laughs> and it's in quotations every time that it's used. I wanted to give a more plain definition of this. It actually has one. Please. Progressively responsible refers to task, job duties, or roles that demonstrate growth and or advancement um, and have a 
difficult level of responsibility, five plus years experience, bachelor's degree, et cetera. Mm -hmm. A very, very qualified, progressive woman, mm -hmm. but the progressively responsible, I think that term is used ambiguously on purpose. Yeah. To kind of leave to question what that might mean. So, so very, very qualified and intelligent black woman. Right. Right. So imagine if Justice Brown Jackson was appointed to the Supreme Court and all the rest of the justices quit. Right. So here we have a black woman being appointed to, again, town manager. The entire police department turns in their resignation. So. Again, we're getting a sense of the disrespect, the reality you know, these are little stories that are kind of in little pockets of the country that deserve to be mentioned. But I think that when we take them all in a whole, you get a sense of exactly where we are as a country. Um, you know, you may listen to us in in a big city, you know, just depending on you are. We are all in, are in some smaller cities around the country as well. But, you know, the majority of our listenership is in big cities around the country. Um, and so you might not be aware that Racism is not just, you know, the N-word and police violence. Racism is really marginalizing people and, and denying people opportunities. How can you provide security for a town if your entire police department quits? And then what is the town left to do except change the police uh, or change the uh, town manager if they want their police force. No, the town could very easily hire better officers. That's what I was thinking, right? right? The but where, where are they going to come from? The scapegoat is the progressively responsible right. candidate that's, that's for a, town that's, manager. But they can come from the same town where the progressively responsible town manager came from, right? So, These people have been in place, underqualified, undereducated, very, very uh, minor in their levels of complexity and emotional intelligence, hire better people. Glad you said hire that. an entire that actually is a great force. idea hey so listen uh hey, we're hiring this right. job pays fifty five thousand dollars a year to start yeah and limited over time and you can rethink policing in the in the in the interim Come which on, we're going to talk about because you know policing. make it easy on yourselves but you know just to, for her to have to go through that and and for us to hear about it and be able to share it with you just kind of again gives a glimpse into just how far people will go to show their hatred and disdain for black people. Certainly, obviously, these police don't want to work for a black woman. And I think that's, a, that's something that we learned. Wow. Excuse me. In uh, Arizona, um, we had a uh, chief of police who was a black woman. And the people that worked for her gave her a very hard time. And the community gave her a very hard time, too. And I'm not going to say whether or not it was deserved because I was following national stories. I just heard about it. But um, I recognized because her husband did come up on the show. Yeah, he did. Judge Williams came up on the show. And uh, I recognized that being a black woman in that position had to be tough no matter which way you cut it. So story number two. Um, story number three. Uh, this one comes via CBS or sorry, NBC News, uh, Cincinnati police officer and former reality TV figure caught on camera using racist slur. All right, Rose Valentino, a 14 year veteran, appeared on TLC's Police Women of Cincinnati, has been taken off the streets after she was recorded on her own body camera using a racist racist slur caught saying effing N word. I effing hate them. 
as she punched the steering wheel of her squad car on April 5th, according to an internal affairs report. Valentino said she was agitated by a crowd of cars lining up to pick up students at Western Hills University High School, which didn't move when she activated the lights and siren. Um, now, a little bit more about the story. She says a student flipped her off, and then she started punching the steering wheel and saying effing N-words, I effing hate them. It's on camera, and I saw that one. So, go ahead. If I was dri driving down the street in my squad car mm -hmm. and a pickup truck intentionally T-boned my squad car, right? Airbags pop out and I survive. Nothing in my Ever. entire consciousness <laughs> would say effing any group of people. I hate them. They're all of them, you know, a term for all of them. There yeah. is no this one individual disrespected me, but. There is no version Say of that being the natural reaction to any group of people, let alone the very pejorative, very negative, very insulting, very ignorant term used to, in the most racist manner ever, describe said group of people. Hang on. So now let's go to Mississippi, our favorite place. USA Today. Mississippi police chief fired after leaked audio captured racist rant, him bragging about killing 13 people. Okay. Former Lexington Police Department Chief Sam Dobbins was fired after audio recordings demonstrated him bragging about shooting and killing people in the line of duty, including a black man who he claimed to have shot more than 100 times in a racist and homophobic rant. About 80% of the city, nearly 1,300 people are black census data shows. So this is not just an isolated police incident. Um, and this is just this week. Normally, we wouldn't even have the 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 bandwidth to cover this. I still have more articles to get to. How about this one? This one comes from Yahoo News. Uh, black man beaten, left bloodied after alleged stop sign violation in Tennessee. We saw this video. That was hard to watch. Um, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation has opened a probe into the brutal arrest of a black man who was chased into a home where a loved one recorded as he was beaten and shocked with a taser after an alleged traffic violation. Um, you know, some of this stuff we share on our social media um, at Civic Cipher, if you want to check it out, some of the stuff you're going to have to do a little bit of homework um, because it, we don't, we, we don't want to devolve into sort of like, the media enterprise that glorifies or, or benefits from the sensationalism of harm against black and brown bodies. So some things we'll share, some things will point you in the direction where if you want to actually see it, you can, but we're a radio show. We talk through things. Um, but that was an awful, awful, awful video to watch. And that you see these people chase this man down like an animal and hurt him and hurt him and hurt him. And he's screaming and they hurt him and hurt him. It was for a traffic violation. And he ran because he was scared. That's it. Their only intent was to hurt him. That's it. So, of course, he ran. Mm -hmm. And once they caught him, their intentions were not to subdue, not to arrest, not to handcuff, not to anything. Let's harm this man as much as we can. As fast as we can, as mm -hmm. aggressively as we can, as forceful as we can. The reason why does not matter. Your job is to not physically punish people that break the law. Yeah. 
the guns that you have are supposed to be to protect people, not to aggressively, forcefully murder, injure, and harm people. That's that's not what you signed up for. I, I never really understand, even in traffic stops. I got a speeding ticket recently. The officer was so angry at me, and I was so confused by it. Right. Because the speed limit, the posted number is very arbitrary. I don't know if you people drive in real life and I hate the way you people sounds. I don't know if anyone drives yeah. in real life yeah. at the posted speed limit. Right. Right. So I'm just going faster than you thought I should be going. And that's fine. Pull me over and, and cite me. That's fine, too. Mm -hmm. But why are you angry at me? Yeah. I did not do something to you, sir. Yeah, no, Nobody's hard. Everybody's still living. <laughs> And it was funny because the 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 police officer that pulled me over was also not just speeding, but driving. He wasn't posted with a radar. So it even says on the ticket, the way that he detected that I was speeding was by pace. Mm. This is just his opinion, folks. Um, what well, a system, man. Well, listen, despite going through all these headlines, we still have more that we can't get to. Several. And that's just the reality of it. So... We'll leave it right there.